I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It is Monday, October 10th. This is the Gold Following Whip Around. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm your host, Lance Glenn. Joined alongside by the Director of Recruiting for 24-7 Sports, Steve Wiltfong. Before we start, I just want to remind everyone to like this video and subscribe to the 24-7 Sports YouTube channel. If you're listening to this on the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast feed, make sure to give us a five-star rating and a review. It was a busy week six, a lot of big games, a lot of big visit weekends. And on today's episode, we're going to break down a few for you and discuss the latest on some top recruits. But before we do that, Steve, from the looks of things, you're really becoming one with nature and soaking up some nice relaxation. How are you doing on this fine Monday? Hey, man, they did not have fall break back in the 80s and 90s when I was a child, but now I'm raising two boys and they have fall break. So we're, instead of just staying cooped up in the in the Wiltfong homestead, we got them out here in, in uh, little nature, got a cabin for a few days here, gonna, gonna enjoy that for a little bit. But also, hey, man, recruiting never stops. So here we are uh, on Whip Around on, on Monday morning with the latest buzz from the trail. Yeah, and I said on last Monday's episode that uh, that you never stop either. And even in a cabin in the woods, you're still going, you're still getting that good information for all our listeners and all our viewers. So let's get right to it, Steve. The Florida Gators scored a big 24-17 win in the Swamp against Missouri to move to 4-2 in Billy Napier's first season at the helm there. They currently sit just outside the top 10 at number 11 in the 24-7 sports team recruiting rankings. But their play this year and that win, frankly, may have made an impression on some top targets committing soon. So what are you hearing about the Gators, that win, that victory on Saturday? and their recruiting efforts as we near the middle of October. Well, this coaching staff has been making a big impression on top targets since the moment they arrived in Gainesville. Billy Napier uh, and, and his coaching staff are some of the most authentic guys in college football. They do it right on the recruiting trail. They build relationships, sound relationships the right way with high school coaches, parents, prospects. And there's a lot of belief in them that they're going to turn Florida back into a national powerhouse. And I think that this is going to, is setting up to be an exciting weekend or exciting week for Florida. Florida on the trail with a couple top targets set to announce their college decision on Thursday. These are guys that were trending to Florida for quite some time. Uh, the season's just kind of validating the trajectory of the program and, and and prospects that are committed to Florida. They're sitting at number 11, as you said, in the 24-7 sports recruiting rankings. Could be up to number eight uh, by the end of Thursday. These are guys that believe that they can help Florida take the next step under Coach Napier and, and this staff. Bryce Thornton, a safety out of Alpha Meta. Alpha Alpharetta Milton has been a major target for Florida.
Florida the entire cycle. You know, William Piegler, Patrick Tony, Coach Napier and company have been on him uh, as hard as anybody on the board. You know, Alabama is, is another program that Bryce has strongly considered. Georgia legacy and Lance, we've talked about it, man. Georgia, they have a terrific class, obviously, number two class in the country. They're in on some outstanding prospects, and we're going to talk about Georgia later, but but they've, they've got some legacy recruits out there that could haunt them down the road, and Bryce Thornton is a prospect that could really haunt Georgia, in my opinion, down the road. Uh, when you're talking about that Florida-Georgia rivalry, and I think that Bryce Thornton's going to end up picking Florida uh, on Thursday. Both his, his, his dad played football at Georgia. His mom played basketball at Georgia. He's a potential Gator. Uh, going into his announcement. And he's a guy that has just from a tangible and intangible standpoint, you know, ha- has has everything that you're looking for. Uh, a natural leader, a guy that's around the football, five picks last year. I believe he's already got two, two or three this year. Comes from good genetics. He's an instinctual player that can tackle and, and, and play around the line of scrimmage and be physical. Certainly he's rangy. Uh, uh, but I just think the instincts that he brings to the field and, and that leadership mentality are are, are things that, that set him apart as a prospect. And why Coach Napier and company love him and uh, have pushed so hard for him the entire cycle. I think that that uh, will bear fruit for them when he announces his college decision on Thursday. Also expected to commit on Thursday uh, is uh, top 247 cornerback Dijon Johnson. He is a former Ohio State recruit. Uh, or Ohio State commit uh, that's also strongly considered Miami here down the stretch, but like where Florida stands with with Dijon as well. So I think that he's a guy that brings versatility to your secondary, could play corner, could play safety. Corey Raymond has led the charge on Dijon Johnson. I think proximity to home has a lot going uh, uh, for it for for Florida in this recruitment. And, and if Florida can land Bryce Thornton and, and, and Dijon, it would push their class up to number eight, and then it would really give them a terrific foundation in, in the secondary I mean, this class is already loaded on defense. We've talked about the, the defensive line and, and they want to add to it, uh, um, but they got a lot of size and, and explosive play on the defensive line in this class led by uh, Cameron James and, and, and Kelby Collins. Uh, but they have a nice foundation already in the secondary with with, with Jordan Castile. Jakeem Jackson's a top 247 player that can fly. Aaron Gates is a player in this class that people don't talk about enough. It's a terrific multi-sport kid that's also really good at baseball, but six foot, 180 pounds a two-way difference maker for, for Trinity Christian School down there in Georgia that I think uh, could could be an immediate impact player for Florida. Michigan's trying hard to to, to flip him from, from Florida, but those three guys already in the fold, land these two DBs and then go get Cormani McLean, the five-star corner, and that's a hell of a, a defensive back class. That's a hell of a class in, in general, Not never mind the fact that you know Florida would still love to land Caden McDonald, the top 247 defensive lineman who returned this weekend. I talked to him last night, and he was just blown away by Florida's new facilities. He already loved the coaching staff, has so many relationships with Coach Napier, Coach Chaos, Sean Spencer, Coach Cheney. The list goes on and on of the people he's already connected with at Florida. Now, he's going to commit on Halloween. Uh, he put that out there last week. We we were one of the outlets that had the story first, and and uh, um, Clemson and and uh, Oklahoma is getting an official this weekend. Clemson maybe in two weeks for for Katie McDonald already took officials to Michigan and Ohio State in September, and he took his official to Florida in the summer. Uh, Lance, so this was a return trip to the swamp where where he got his first look at those facilities, and and it, it blew him away. And uh, so Florida, uh, they're they're really pushing for him. They'd love to flip John Walker from UCF. They've had him on campus for a couple games this year. 
year. Uh, uh, that is not a foregone conclusion that he'll flip, but obviously uh, he has high interest in Florida. James Smith and Quay Walker, the composite five stars from Alabama. Uh, those are two that they're uh, pushing extremely hard for. And and uh, Rico Walker is another that they would like to to add. But this Florida class, there's a lot of names still on the board, Lance. They're, they're, they're going to fight to the end to try and flip 24-7 sports composite five-star running back Cedric Baxter from, from Texas. Three offensive linemen they'll try and flip. Roderick Carney, Lucas Simmons, uh, Tommy Kinsler. Uh, uh, those are guys that they're they're still all in on. So Florida uh, working hard here to to finish with a with a top ten recruiting class and could be in the top ten here uh, by Thursday, Lance. Florida obviously they're recruiting in the last couple of years. Twenty twenty one they were outside the top ten. Obviously last year and what was a transition year outside the top ten. So if they could they had some big wins there at the end though, Lance. Yeah, absolutely and. and- and I think when you look at a transition class, obviously that's the excuse for not being in the top 10. But like you said, had some definitely big wins um, as signing day neared. And if they can get into the top 10 and Billy Napier's really first class, that would signal a big change in recruiting for Florida. And I think it would be big for them moving forward. And you mentioned they have so many targets still left on the board besides the ones committing on Thursday. So this class, you know, could potentially move to number eight, could potentially go even higher, which I think is great news for the Gators and, and for their chances to kind of rise back up in the SEC East and, and hopefully for them get to a level uh, that Georgia is at. And speaking of Georgia, look, they well, have- hey, 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 before we pivot oh, to Georgia, I'm, I want to yeah, say Jim, one, just, yeah. one, with Florida and this new staff, under the previous staff, which Coach Mullen, I, I, I thought was a good football coach, they struggled to win head-to-head recruiting battles with the premier programs in the SEC. And so with that, it's hard to consistently beat them on Saturdays. You can maybe win one out of five or, or, or whatever, but if you're not winning those recruiting battles against the SEC contenders, you're going to have a hard time winning on the field. And, and to beat Georgia for Kamari Wilson, to beat Alabama and Georgia for Shamar James, to to flip Devin Moore from, from Notre Dame, those were those were recruiting battles at the end that like you're not you we weren't used to seeing Florida win and 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 then certainly in 2023 they have a lot of recruiting wins like that but it just those tone setting recruiting wins at the end of the cycle last year to beat powerhouse programs to beat schools that have been in the college football playoff the last few years I thought really showed showed us the recruiting chops that Billy Napier and company have in Gainesville. Yeah, and I like how you said that that those tone setting wins carrying momentum from 2022 into 2023. And now Florida is pushing for a top 10 class and who knows, maybe even higher than that. So moving on to Georgia now, they had a blowout win over Auburn this past weekend. And like Alabama, they had a bunch of blue chippers on campus to see the game. What kind of impression were the Bulldogs and head coach Kirby Smart able to make on those top targets in attendance this past weekend? Well, another dominant win against a, a rival opponent in between the hedges. I think it was great vibes in Athens as Georgia played pretty well for the first time in a couple of weeks. And, and and so I think jovial locker room afterwards, the recruits on campus getting a chance to to be around the players on the team was kind of the big the big takeaway uh, of the weekend and going out to dinner with a big group going out to dinner uh, with the staff afterwards and and uh, being being in, in that kind of uh, setting. I think those things move the needle in recruitments here, with, which have become, it's a game of inches here down the stretch with, with, with some of these elite guys as they near their college decision. Lance Samuel Mapemba was back in Athens. Wouldn't be surprised if he's uh, back again soon. I love Georgia's position for the composite five-star edge rusher, a St. Louis native out of IMG Academy. Uh, I think that Georgia is the uh, clear team to beat for him. And and, and uh, sounds like he had another terrific visit when you talk about people that spent time with him. Uh, uh, Jordan Hall, top 247 defensive lineman, uh, is another prospect that, that Georgia's been trending for for a while that I finally logged my 24-7 sports crystal ball there for 
for now. Certainly Florida. Uh, I, I don't know if I mentioned him in the in the Florida segment, but Florida's pushing hard. Florida State's pushing hard. Uh, Ohio State's uh, scheduled to get an official visit. So there's some other contenders for Jordan Hall, but but really like Georgia's positioning for him. You know, they had uh, an official visit from five-star edge Damon Wilson. Talking to a source that spent some time with him over the weekend. Yeah, Georgia, uh, it, it looks, you know, I loved Ohio State's position in September. I think that Georgia's uh, making it very interesting down the stretch here. Alabama's another school you can never count out. Miami's the fourth one in, in, in play here, but I think Ohio State, Georgia have, uh, you know, Ohio State's had a lot of momentum for a while. You know, Georgia, with a summer visit and this official visit, have, have certainly put themselves in the thick of it. Coach Chid is leading the charge for for Georgia on that one. And, and look, this is a Georgia class, it's ranked number two nationally, and 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 there, it's a it's a program known for the the way they play defense. They just had a legendary defense last year, one of the best in college football history. And the NFL draft can 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 attest to that. And you know, when you look at the class that they have right now. It's already the best linebacker hall in, in America. They got some really nice pieces in the fold in the secondary right now. When you talk about Janelle Aguera, who was back on uh, on campus this weekend, and AJ Harris is is, is you know a, a, a five star corner, twenty four seven Sports composite five star corner, uh, who's the jewel of the class. So they got some some nice pieces there. Maybe they they add Chris Peel uh, to that moving forward with, alongside uh, Daniel Harris and and, and company uh, in, in that class. So the the, the front is is the focus for Georgia here, Lance, as, as they try and finish this thing out out strong and, and and get some guys in here alongside Jamal Jarrett, who was one of their t- most coveted defensive tackles in the country. He was back on campus this weekend, and, and and Gabe Harris. You know they want you know like I said, I love where they stand with Mapemba. I like where they stand with with Jordan Hall and have him predicted to Georgia, and then Damon Wilson if they can go out and add him. You know they're still pushing for a guy like Quay Rousseau as well. Um, I think that that you know. Obviously, would solidify what they're trying to do on the trail in this class to keep playing the the style of play that they want to play for years to come. And yeah, and you just you know you keep mentioning you know blue chip edge after blue chip edge, and a guy like Damon Wilson and a guy like Samuel Mabemba. And I know we talked about it last Monday, but if you're a you know defensive lineman and Georgia comes calling, it's really tough uh, to not say no. Uh, to not say yes, excuse me, what they do with putting defensive linemen in the NFL, and not only that, but playing defensive linemen early. I mean, it would be tough uh, for an edge rusher to get a call from Kirby Smart and to get a call from the Georgia staff and say no. So you got to like Georgia uh, for some of the talent uh, that saw their game this past weekend against Auburn. Uh, we, we we put in a 24-7 sports crystal ball for Georgia to land 2024 receiver Sokovi White also, who's kind of a, a slot that easily creates separations, uh, uh, strong hands. We loved him at the All-America Combine in, in January. He camped at Georgia, earned it on the field, has been back to campus several times and and think he could end up in Georgia's class soon in 2024. Sokovi White, uh, a, a slot receiver that can be very dangerous in space. Yeah, and again, a Georgia class that's already ranked number two in 24-7 sports team recruiting rankings uh, for 2023. And then you mentioned the 2024 as well. They're going to bring in another running back. You know, the, Georgia would like another running back in this class. They had Roderick Robinson on an official visit this weekend from California. He's having a terrific senior year. Georgia's certainly uh, in, in the thick of that one. But but they also could could they're also in the mix to potentially flip down the road. Jordan Louie, who's committed to West Virginia right now, having a terrific senior season for Meadow Creek High there in the Peach State. He was on campus this weekend. He's coming back next weekend. He said Kirby Smart loves 
him, loves his film. They got him coming back next weekend. So Coach Del McGee, Coach Smart, and, and, and that offensive staff on top of Jordan Louis, if the, it, you know, depending on, we'll see what happens with a guy like Roderick Robinson moving forward, who was the last visitor to leave. That was just based on his scheduled logistics, but he was uh, he was the last prospect of what was a star-studded weekend in Georgia still on campus. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Man, I'm jealous. Let me tell you, hearing big prospect after big prospect, I wish my school, I wish my alma mater was able to recruit that way. So now let's finish off with Alabama, a game everyone was looking forward to ever since the Jimbo Fisher Nick Saban dispute this past summer. A huge upset last year when AM beat Alabama in College Station. And the game this year in Tuscaloosa, it certainly lived up to the hype surrounding it, right? The tide came out victorious 24 to 20, stopping the Aggies with goal to go, with goal to go, excuse me, on the final play of the game to stay undefeated going into a big game next week in Knoxville against Tennessee. A ton of blue chippers took in the game, multiple five stars on campus. Steve, what can you tell us about the atmosphere those recruits experienced in Tuscaloosa and their thoughts coming out of the visit to Alabama? Well, I think unreal was a word that that was used a lot, you know, and 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 then talking to talking to uh, Caleb Downs about it, you know, he him talking about that atmosphere at crunch time, saying that the stadium just came alive, you know, there at the end really helped Alabama, really helped Alabama there at the end. And then Coach Saban said that on CBS, just talked about how the home crowd helped the, the team on the field get a win there in his post-game interview there. The recruits felt that. They felt felt that energy in the stands. And and, and Alabama is the number one class in, in the country right now for 24-7 sports, but they're not anywhere close to being done you know they're in the thick of it for for many of the nation's best number one edge rusher Keon Keeley was back on campus and uh we talked about him really vibing with the Ohio State recruits with two September visits to Columbus he's certainly built some strong bonds and reports with guys that are committed to Alabama so getting back around uh, potential teammates uh getting around Will Anderson in the team was big to you know continue to see how he fits in with with the guys in the Alabama locker room and then the Alabama parents are just doing a good job of building a relationship with with Keon Keeley's family. And, and and so I think they really feel at home at Alabama. And then certainly the the track record of the program and the player development, all that uh, speaks for itself already. And, and, and so, you know, talking to people that have spent time with Keon, you know, uh, uh, the returns are strong and, and certainly you see that on social media as well. Sunterine Perkins is a, is a, a top 100 player out of Raleigh, Mississippi, uh, that, that has been committed to Ole Miss for a while, but there's been a ton of smoke around Alabama for almost just as long. And, and uh, even if you look at Bama Online insider Hank South's uh, quick interview with with Sunterine after the game, he's using the word we when talking about Alabama.
Alabama. So certainly would not be a surprise if, if Perkins ultimately ended up in, in Alabama's class, an outstanding two-way player on the prep level who has all the traits to just be a, a, a special player uh, on defense on the next level. You know, uh, Arian Carter's a linebacker who's really blown up as a senior from Smyrna, Tennessee. This was his second visit to Alabama for a game this fall. He's coming back for an official in November. Now he's locked in official visits to Michigan, Ohio State, LSU, and Tennessee as well. He's also attended a game at Tennessee this year, uh, and uh, he's committed to Memphis, but we don't expect him to sign with the Tigers. Alabama, two game visits already, an official visit for the Iron Bowl down the road. You got to figure that uh, they're in great shape. Same goes with four-star receiver Jaron Hamilton from Gainesville. You know, he's going to take an official to Michigan as a return trip for Alabama, locked in for the Iron Bowl uh, as well. And, and and so he's certainly high on Alabama. And when you talk to, you know, Dylan Lonergan and, and Downs, they feel good about closing a lot of these recruitments. You know, time will tell. These guys are making their own decisions. But Alabama certainly made an impression on some key targets, key remaining targets this weekend. And we'll have more in tell as, as the week continues here, uh, but the early returns from Saturday night through Sunday, as we talk here Monday morning, Lance, is, is that Alabama really moved the needle with, with some key 23s on target, and, and the 24s and 25s I talked to are also raving about it uh, from, from Ellis Robinson, who's been the four games there, King Joseph Edwards, you know, Kamari and Franklin um, and, and, and company, that it was, a, it was a very exciting weekend uh, at Alabama. Yeah, and, and you got to credit the tide. I mean, we just talked talked about how Georgia had blue chip after blue chip after blue chip. Well, here comes Alabama also having blue chip after blue chip after blue chip. So you know these two programs that obviously very often finish one, two, um, or at least in the top three of the recruiting rankings. They compete against each other basically every year, whether it's in the SEC championship game or in the national title game. I mean, they're just going head to head and going blow for blow on having these blue chip recruits. And there's really no separation between the two. I mean, I mean, the two best recruiting schools in the country, in my opinion, and I mean, Kirby Smart and Nick Saban, both just just showing their power this past weekend with having so much star power in the stands watching both wins. It was really impressive for both. Well, bringing the show full circle, Florida's trying to get there. That's who we talked about at the top, Lance. And I think that they're specifically recruiting the defense to play at a level where they can be a smash mouth defense that's very that that's deep and they can rotate uh, players uh, uh, and be fresh for for four quarters. And you kind of look at A and M man. They're 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 a team that um, is building and, and and that defense is is getting there. Um, but but for them, you know, they're gonna have to they're gonna have to uh, become more explosive on offense. I, I I think that they have some guys. I think they have some personnel that can do that. You know, certainly it'll it'll come down to can they schematically get there. And 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 with Florida, kind of the the same thing. Can they juice that offense up and and uh, and, and get it going because I, I and I think they've recruited the receiver position at a very exciting level uh, uh, in this class. They got some guys that can be really dynamic. They, they have one running back in the fold, but can they go out and get Baxter and, and, and uh, um, flip him from Texas? But but I love I love the trajectory of Florida's program right now and, and, and think that this Florida-Georgia rivalry can be exciting. You know, Tennessee's obviously undefeated and and, and they, they, they have a top 10 recruiting class right now and they've recruited a lot of guys in the defensive front that have a ton of upside as pass rushers 
years down the road. And, and so those are a couple other programs that, you know, can be knocking on the door and making things exciting. LSU as well, you know, the top 10 class for them too, Lance. And and so the SEC, I, I don't know if it's, you know, it's it's been the premier conference in college football for a long time, but when you put Billy Napier in there and, and you put Brian Kelly in the league now and, and, and you see what Lane Kiffin's doing at, at Ole Miss and, and, and then you got um, Josh Heupel who doing a better job than I imagined, to be honest, you know, the SEC is is really exciting and, and uh, it's going to be a big one in Neyland Stadium this weekend, huh? Yeah, it'll, it'll be a big one. Big is, I think, an understatement, Steve. I think it's going to be a huge run. I mean, we're talking two undefeated teams, two top 10 teams, number one, Alabama. It'll be a it'll be a, a show in Neyland for sure. It'll be, a, as they could say, a movie. It'll be a movie in Neyland for, for sure this weekend. And uh, we'll, we'll definitely hit on it, you know, for to, you know, tease people for later Absolutely. this week. We'll definitely hit on what I'm sure will be a big recruiting weekend uh, up in Knoxville uh, this coming weekend. But, Steve, before we go, uh, thanks so much for joining me. I, thanks I, for joining me, man. I no, mean, it's I, early, I, it's early I, Monday morning. We we made this work, and I don't uh, want to hold you any longer. You have so much. I'm gonna go get on this waffle maker they got yeah. in there here, and and get that going. Get get a cup of mud going uh, as well. And uh, it's crisp out here, but it's yeah. it's gorgeous. And uh, look, w- maybe if your team isn't losing Friday night games to Nebraska, oh my god, we'll, 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 we'll be able to talk me, about blue chippers. You're gonna get me angry, Steve. You're gonna get me angry i don't want to talk about it. trust me i got all my frustrations and i was able to vent uh on saturday i was luckily able to watch uh, a nice relax or have a nice relaxing saturday because i didn't have to watch whatever that joke of a game was on friday night uh but ugh, you're gonna get me angry steve i don't want to start my morning off like this but nevertheless i wish i was like you and enjoying uh this nature on a beautiful monday morning but uh, i appreciate you giving me some time today and for those of you watching make sure to like this video and subscribe to the 24 7 sports youtube channel and if you're listening as a podcast remember to give the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast feed a five-star rating and a review. So for Steve Wolfong, I am Lance Glenn. This has been the Wolfong Whip Around. Thanks for listening.